That played out well. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Palo of Pops coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Uh, welcome again. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking out. Um, this week, I have two individuals that um, I just, within the past pretty much two weeks, came to be introduced with. Um, one a producer, one a musician, the producer also a business owner, uh, both from Tallahassee, uh, lived in Gainesville, you know, normal everyday working class folk, and uh, and uh, today I'm joined by Zuli and Soul Beats. And hello, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here this evening. Appreciate How it. you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Uh, I enjoyed our little pre-talk. You know, yeah. like just <laughs> make you feel a bit more comfortable with me, and you can see who I am as a human and know where I'm coming from. Right. And uh, so I was looking at my my messages and you were in one of those weird spots where it didn't come straight up on the thing but it was on like the request message or something mm -hmm. and I hit on it I just because I just hit on it and I saw what you had written to me uh -huh. like I got this young gentleman I'm with and he's doing this thing and he's an artist he's getting his career going and then I was like because it, it's rarely people ever reach out to me believe right, me it takes right. me usually most of the bands I talk to usually take me three to four years to get them on the show oh really <laughs> yes Damn. I have to talk I have to because like they have managers right. and stuff like you know these oh, are like signed to labels, signed and, stuff. labels yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it takes even if those are like punk rock bands, they're bigger echelon punk rock bands that are like really well known. So it's like, can you talk to my manager? Can you do this? And sometimes it takes a while, but you know, luckily I've been doing this. But this has been the quickest one that I, I'm excited about because you sent me the track that Zuli did, and um, great track. I mean. From someone who grew up around hip hop, I, I feel there's a lot of stuff in there that I can totally relate with being a 51 year old guy. 100%, like like beats, the sounds, the lines, the lyrics. Um, beyond that part, I like to usually go back and just kind of maybe see where you guys started at in Tallahassee. Like, what was your beginnings? Well, I was, I was just born in Tallahassee, but uh, honestly, I started out of a small town called Bristol. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I've heard of Bristol, yes. Okay, uh, I graduated there. I found passion for music around like the age of 12. Nice. And um, I had an uncle before he passed, he told me he was like, nephew, write about, write, write about your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, ever since that point on, I was just like, I loved it because yeah. I felt like it relieved me. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't talk to people the way I could talk to the mic. Right. So. <laughs> That's yes. how I developed my passion, and, and it's just been ongoing ever since then. Yeah. So, growing up in Tallahassee or Bristol, mm -hmm. um, what was that like for you growing up? Like, like when was when was your first like introduction to music? Were you like a super young kid, and everybody in the house was like playing records or playing instruments, or was it? Did you grow up in a very musical house? Uh, my brother he actually makes music. He okay. dances. He sings, he raps, he does it all, really. He likes a, a quadruple threat. Right. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't say the house was pretty musically, but I would say that I had influence from people around me, like yeah. older cousins or my dad. He used to always sing, yeah. listen to the oldie goldies. Nice. So um, I kind of got my influence. Stuff that I to. <laughs> He's like, oldie goldies. You know, the stuff you grew up listening to in high school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, Tina Turner. Uh, Stuff I grew up listening to. Yeah, like the older artists. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, yeah. 
I, I wouldn't say I grew up around it, but I would say, like I said, I had influence from others Lots around it. So um, from that point on, man, I just hit the ground running with music. I started producing myself. I started writing my own lyrics. The only thing I wasn't doing was making beats. Right. And so I've just been on a journey to, to pretty much critique my craft so I can become a professional right. at doing it. So now I'm going to school at Full Sail so I could become my own producer, nice. which I've always been that anyway. Right. And uh, of course, Soul Beats, he makes the beats, but we want to start collabing together and putting our brains together so we can try to create something new and something different right. that the world hasn't hasn't heard or is really not ready for. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's, that's, a, that's awesome because it, that's the thing about artists that, you know, no matter what generation it is or whatever you're working on, you're always trying to find that next thing that's something that maybe you can click into with your listeners that other people didn't click with them before, mm -hmm. whether it be through whatever, lyrics, any of that kind of stuff, whether how you decide. Like, when you're writing, what, what you're, you're saying, like, you, you were told to start writing about your life and kind of like, so you have this storyline of your life that you're using, and how much of that storyline of your life do you actually pull into the music? Like, do you, and, and then what do you play with? You know, like I feel like all of it, honestly, man. Right. Like, everything I go to, go through in life, I feel like I've, at some point, I put it in a song. Yeah, and um, that's and that's and that's something like right, like you said after your uncle told you, you started putting it in a song, and you said that's what made you what you said it made you feel more comfortable and it, it helped relieve me. Yeah, like a lot of stress. I felt like growing up, I couldn't talk to people. Right. Well, not. Some people don't listen, right. you know, so it's like, or some people just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So I found it hard to talk to a person because, see, I care and I understand, right. or I try to understand if I don't. Yeah. So if I was talking to somebody and I was trying to express my feelings and I felt like they didn't understand, then it would make me feel some type of way. Right. So instead, I, instead of me getting a response that I didn't want to hear, or something like that. I just, like I said, I just started talking to the mic. Yeah. And when I hear myself talk back, that's kind of like therapy for me. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Music is just music is a blessing. Yes. Yes, it is. So. It's it, it's 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 it. What it does. I mean, like we were talking about, which I, I'm pretty stoked that you said it, is that you related how closely punk rock and uh, hip hop are. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that in that that where people, if you go back and listen to songs from these bands, like if you go back, I don't know if you all have ever heard of Bad Brains out of Washington D.C. I think I've heard track. Jamaican hardcore dudes in D.C. in the early '80s, like right. H.R., this amazing singer, yeah. this amazing all-black punk rock band, just ripping it the fuck up, and everyone was scared of shit of them. Hmm. I mean, afraid of them because they were just so. They just gave it to you, right. and if you go, if you ever have a chance to go listen to Bad Brains, l read the lyrics, because man, he tears like politics up. Right. He tears the system up, like, and that's why I think so many people were afraid of them because the they can't. Era. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 1983 in DC when Reagan was in office, and there's this punk rock band talking shit about you and doing, you know, <laughs> talking about how your system sucks and yeah. you know, fuck you and all that killer <laughs> shit, and you're like, yeah, I keep saying it, HR. He's not gonna remember. He's got Alzheimer's, but um, <laughs> if you ever remember, if you go back and look at Reagan. He had Alzheimer's pretty much most of the time he was in office, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so how did you meet him? 
Uh, we started working at this place called FYC. It's a camp for kids, like juveniles. Okay. And I was out there, I'd say, about three years. And then Bell, Soul Beats, he came out there yeah. as a team leader. And we kind of like clicked from there. And I actually told him why he was working there. I, I used to tell him all the time I make music. Yeah. And then he told me, he was like, I make beats. But we never really, <laughs> right, you yeah. know, we never really clicked up. <laughs> We're busy, bro. And then uh, I would say like two years, he left. He left the camp a little earlier. Than okay. Me. I would say like two years after that, around after Michael hit, yeah. Hurricane Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah. We started, you know, texting, and then I started calling. He started calling me, and then yeah. we just kept in contact. And from there, and from there, uh, you guys we just, just click, click, we and just so click. you guys said you met at uh, a juvenile hey, camp. Yeah. yeah so, uh, how'd you all get involved with that? I mean, because that's like that's cool shit. You know, like that's something you're you're doing what you're talking about. Right. You're saying music and doing. What you s- practice, what you preach, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, walk yeah. the walk and talk the talk. Right, right. I mean, you can't be bullshitting people and say one thing and not follow through with the other. You know, like people won't trust you, won't empathize with you, or believe you right, in any time like that. So, when did you guys get into this this program? Like, what led you to go help out and like uh, make you do that? For me, I I actually ran into a young lady in Walmart. Believe it or not, she happened to be working there at the time I was looking to transition to something different. Yeah. Um, and just getting a brief explanation of what the job entailed, I knew it had to do with helping the youth out. Yeah. And just trying to steer them in a better direction and understanding where I came from and where that can end up and the things you miss taking for granted. I thought yeah. it would be a good opportunity to try to yeah. teach to go out there yeah, yeah. and really try to help some of those young kids yeah. because. Believe it or not, man, this that y'all gonna be the yeah. generations. Yeah. We got to look. We gonna be dependent on y'all. Yeah. You know I mean? Exactly. You realize a lot of the kids. They you just, have to reverse a lot of history. Yeah. And reverse a lot of like sociological and philosophical and psychological stuff that's put on these young folks. Mm-hmm. What society puts on them, I would imagine. You know, yeah. like what 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 people think and what's real. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they just misguided, man. Yeah. Just need some direction. You know, it's funny, because, like, I I grew up super poor, eight people in, a, in an apartment, sleeping on the floor. Like, yeah, my mom relate. was on welfare. Yeah. When I, she was a single mom in the early 70s in Boston when, like, the heroin epidemic, got, you know, during Vietnam and stuff like that was happening. And that's, you know, like, she worked at Waffle House and, and got, you know, the, the money from the government to take care of me and stuff right. back then, you know? And then we moved down here to Florida and grew up in not the best. I mean, like a lot of people in my family have spent time in, in, in prison, like long, like long twenty-five year stints yeah. kind of stuff. And I, I, the thing that I was like now as I'm getting older, I feel more of a uh, a mission to try to go out there and help people like that. Because a buddy of mine, Lee Scott, that I do a radio show here with and a podcast with, he works. Uh, with he does a podcast called Uncarcerated, and he he himself had spent time in there, right. and his other guy, and they do the show, and they talk to people that just come out, trying to figure out ways to help people deal with the PTSDs and all the stuff that happens when you're incarcerated. Right. So I mean that's a very important thing to talk about. Like this is you're trying to keep kids that have been pushed to a side and are going down the wrong path, and these guys are talking to people who are coming out after that. So you guys are right. kind of 
prequel in it, and they're dealing with the after effects. So it's a cool. It's neat, neat to hear you guys, you know, like working with stuff like that because it's always nice to hear that people are taking the time to deal with people in that situation because so many people don't do it and don't yeah. take the time to help each other out and and grow. Um, so when you guys decided to start collaborating, collaborating and and writing songs together, how long ago was that? I say at least about two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. All right. It was we put like, out our first song, No Fear, yeah. like 2018. What'd you yeah. put that on? Uh, it's out on all platforms oh, through District Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You, you heard that, y'all. Check it out. No, no fear. fear. Yeah, Zuli, no fear, man. <laughs> yep. Check it out. It's on all platforms. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and really from there, man, we just kind of been putting out a scene in there, but um, we just... Went back to the drawing board and really came up with a, a, a solid plan to try to take this in a different direction. Right. Um, especially with him coming up out of Florida. Yep. Um, it's very DIY. Yeah. yeah. You guys. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's the that's the thing with hip hop and punk. It's all DIY. You got to do it yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there aren't people out there waiting to hand you money. Because yeah. I remember going on tour uh, for a month and our stipend was five dollars a day. Mm. That's what we lived on. And we traveled the country in a in a gray caravan with all the equipment and five people in an Astro van <laughs> across the country. That's no meditation. AC during the summer through Texas. Oh man! Oh, like and we got five bucks a day, and that got you what we you know that got you cigarettes. I was gonna say a burger piece <laughs> and a quart, and it got it got you cigarettes and a quart, and you'd get fed if you got to the people's houses usually. You yeah. know, okay. but you had cigarettes and beer. You know, That's to it. deal with the travels, man. You know, like that yeah. was. But, but yeah, like doing a DIY, you know, is is, is not easy, and um, and it, it's 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 amazing to watch people still, because like people know, like even, I mean, you guys are young, so I mean, you've seen all this, how hard it is, and you still have the drive, and I think that's what makes a true artist an artist is that no matter what the obstacle is, they're gonna find that way to reach who they want to reach and get their message out, right, you yeah. know, which is really awesome, and then, thankfully. I mean, we didn't have social media in the '90s. I mean, like, we had to call it. We had a we had a tour book called "Book Your Own Fucking Life," and it was like a phone book, and it was of every like youth youth like place or like a VFW hall or whatever. And we call and be like, "Hey, we're a traveling band. Can we play in your town tonight?" Yeah. And they're like, "Sure, come by." And they not planned. They'd call all their friends. A hundred kids would show up. They'd all donate money. They'd feed us and let us sleep wherever we played. You know, like the people took care of you. Right. You know, which was the most what made me even grow more of a as a human, coming out of Florida. You know, you got to see how people take care of you when you're when you're an artist and you're starving and you're traveling and trying to share your stuff. And and that's and I'm so glad you guys don't have to deal with that book your own fucking life thing. That's horrible, (laughs) horrible, horrible, horrible. But uh, lots of quarters. Lots but of it shows you. I mean, that's the passion, though. It shows you how much you want it. Yeah, yeah. So So I feel like you have to go through. You have to, eat shit you have to go through stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Like the, it, it shows like how bad do you really want it? Yeah. Like I remember, it was like two and a half years ago. He asked me. We yeah. were talking on the phone, and I was supposed to move up to Gainesville um, when he first moved. And I was like, you know what? I'm not sure. I just had a baby. Yeah. My baby mom, she don't want to leave. Right. She want to stay there. You know what I'm saying? And she don't understand that I have a passion for music, but not to only make music, but to to like touch souls yeah. at the same time. Right. So 
she didn't understand that. Yeah. And it almost stopped me from coming this time. Oh, wow. But then I just, you know, I just prayed on it. Yeah. Trusted in him. And I said, I'm going to just give it a shot because I was sitting outside one night. Yeah. And something came to me and said, if you never try, you can't be upset. That's right. Yeah. So that's why I'm here now. No, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's that's the art, art, artistic drive, you know, like even like because you have to fight with yourself. Right, right. You and know, then, I which mean, is, I just had another baby, so, uh, so it's even tough. For you, yeah, you yeah. Know? So you're you're making sacrifices while trying to create and build something at the same time. And that's is, why I'm doing it because yeah. I know. I'm on the right path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I got babies at home. I got my, my mom, my baby mother. Yeah. They all at home. And I leave, like, I work two days and I go back home. Yeah. And I come back. Work yeah. three, do- three days and I go back home. Yeah. You know? But I feel like this is a process to me. I mean, for me or for us to get to the, the place where we're trying to get to. Man. Yeah. Yeah, because the biggest thing in hip-hop, man, when it comes to trying to come up as a, a new artist is... You can meet a lot of people with talent. Yeah. I can meet a hundred people with talent. Right. But only about seven of those got a potential. Right. But even those seven that has real potential won't make it if they don't have the right people around them that have their interests in hand that's going to tell them the things they might not want to hear but right. they need to hear. Yeah. And that's going to be willing to push you to do these things or line this up for you or you know help you along yeah. but those are the right kind of people yeah who know the direction you need to get to get you in touch with the next people who are gonna take you on to the next right you know right I mean? so with when I mean I know a lot of guys I'm from Tallahassee and I know I know off the top of my head I know three guys right now that have potential. Right. You know, real potential. Yeah. That circle of, that circle of people though. Yeah. It, it will kill you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it take a lot sometimes coming from where we come from to, to wrap our heads around that and to understand that, man, it's it's some people we're going to have to leave behind. It's some people that's going to be hard to yep. leave behind because, you know, they, they've they been rocking with you for this long and they've been through these things I, and these ups and downs. But yeah. at the same time, where you at right now in your life and the, the pinnacle you're trying to get to, yeah. They're holding you down. Yeah, and everybody's got to be at the same level. To yeah, go and see, and, and and it takes a lot to see that. It take a lot because I've be been left to, behind, so I know. Like, yeah, I play band, I, so I, I get too. it. You know, it's yeah. like you know, you uh, start, start that was my thing. You just <laughs> took away my thing that I, makes me not want to go yeah, crazy. You know, what the and, hell? And, and I feel like <laughs> like if, you just took it away. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and you can have something going for you, man. If you hang around people who can't keep you out of trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. You, you might want <laughs> yeah. to rethink that. Yeah, yeah, you, for man, sure. Because you can't, you can't get to the places you're trying to get to in this game the way it's structured now. Yeah, with with that, you know what I mean. You, or you, you, you gotta have brains in the group somewhere. You yeah. gotta have, but not even say brains in the group. Everybody on your team has to, to be able to do something. Yeah, so they it's need, like they pieces in a trivial same, pursuit pie. Yeah, yeah, everyone's got to be able to put their percentage in. It's right. got to be the right amount. That's why I told exactly. him when we talked. I was like, like you said two years ago about him coming up here. I was like, man, I'm just keep it honest with you. Because when we met back in the camp, I asked him, I was like, well, I mean, how serious are you really about music? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean, a lot of cats that yeah so a lot of people want call, to do you know, it but they, can't yeah yeah i've been or doing you this got people who just you know they can't rap but they call themselves want to 
I can like, totally rap. Really do something with that. You know what I mean? But it's like I'm like, how serious are you really with that? Because I know what's gonna really take what you're gonna really have to put into that. Yeah. You know, and not that's a just, lot of work. Yeah, it ain't it just is. the music. It is. It's not just the music, no. it's not just the recording. Like you gotta do this type of thing. You gotta be um, consistent. And now with social media, you have to you have to hit the right analytics. Yeah, you gotta hit the. I mean, there's so much stuff you have to do with the social media nowadays because you know they let so much bad shit through. You're right, man. Yeah, the game is like they let some lame ass Instagram people and TikTok fools. Like, people come out, and people are like, yeah, and I'm like, no. no. Yeah. I was like, you guys are destroying <laughs> kinda, but the art. I say the same you know? thing, <laughs> but it, it gives it gives people more of an opportunity yes, to, to showcase yeah, their yeah. talent. And I mean, we may not think it's talent, right. but other people do. Yeah, somebody's so going to find you know it, right? So that's just how I look at it. I like, mean, look at the Island Boys. Because I used to be like, man, what? <laughs> Woo. When I see them, I'm like, bro. They can't be from Florida. I just want to. They're a joke. But at the end of the day, it's like. The old school punk rock kid in me wants to punch them. You know? (laughs) You know, like, you guys are posers, man. Yeah. They're posers. Yeah. Like, they're straight up posers. Like, they're fake, man. People watch them. And it's sad that people are, like, they've got this on them and they don't realize the full spectrum of everything that's actually out there. They're being fed shit. And that's where we come in. Yeah. And I mean, that's. Like, we want to. Not just like we we really want to like shed a, a a positive light on the world like yeah. like I tell people all the time think for yourself don't think like what you see right the government poisoned our brains since kids pretty much yeah or or the the, the neighborhood we grew up in yeah made us think like this or believe that. Right. And that's not really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I try to look at things from a perspective now. Right. Instead of like... Even, even though they're, they're, <coughs> they're, they're unfortunately, they're, there's, there was socially uh, constructed things to keep people at a certain level, like yeah. what you're talking about. And and nowadays, I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it hasn't changed. Right. But, right. you know, and, and that's what's important that people are coming out and still not stopping with the message, even though hip hop's been around for so long, because people still n- need to be refreshed and reminded of the, these things that you're talking about. And, exactly. And, and that's that's some deep shit. I mean, that's some real human shit because you're you're trying to save a human being's life. Yeah. If I say one, I did my job. Yeah, you know what I mean. You like, know, you know if what I mean? say if I touch one soul, yeah, out of a thousand, I still did my job. Yeah. So it really don't matter. So I'm just the, trying to just trying to help somebody. Yeah. So this the new song you sent me. The name of it again was. Be a boss. Yeah, that's a new single that's uh, already been released. It's on all platforms. All platforms. Be yeah, a boss. You can definitely get that on all platforms. Uh, and I don't want to be a boss. I hope you guys got that joke. I hope you guys got that joke. Hope you guys got that joke. And it's a, it's a, it's a it's a message in that man. Honestly, it's a it's a message in that when you really listen to. The lyrics of that song, yeah, because people, that's what I was saying. Like it hit me right away. Yeah, yeah. people, are, people, whatever you chasing in life, yeah, you want to be at the top of your game on that. Yeah, you know, hence the name of the EP that actually drops. The full EP drops in April. Okay, and it's titled wow. Congratulations. Um, Ambition. Tight, and that's what led to that because everybody has. It doesn't matter what it is you're chasing in life or you're trying to accomplish. You have to have that ambition to want to do that. Yeah, and you go through 
a lot of ups and downs and different emotions or trials right. and tribulations to get there. Yeah. But a lot of things are going to come to try to knock you, yeah. knock you off your pivot. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you stay focused and you have that ambition to do it, yeah, then you will succeed with that. And so, and so, what your lyrics in the song? I, I don't, I hate it when people are like, "What did you mean by these lyrics?" But what you know what I mean? Like, what, what made you create that song? Like, and and write that song? Like, what was the the, the, the creation behind it? Like, what made you be like, "All right, I have to write the song, be a boss." I have these these words and these these this poetry that I have to put together and mm-hmm. sell this to people. It's kind of weird because uh, I had already had the lyrics, honestly. Oh, and wow. it, it wasn't. Basically, the two verses of the song was just one one whole verse. Right. And I had the chorus already, right? Okay. So when he sent me the beat, I was looking through my phone, and I was like, okay, let me find something to go with it. Yeah. And when I when I clicked on that, that set of lyrics, yeah. it immediately went with it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I called him, and I, I, I rehearsed the verse. I'm in the chorus to him. And I told him to let me hear what he wrote. And it matched. He was talking about Boston, yeah. and I was talking about Boston. Yeah. So that just let me know that's perfect. These yeah. these the lyrics that we're gonna put on it. That's and um, it worked. Yeah. It's it's pretty much like because <laughs> like seriously, I was sitting there. It was later in the evening. And I had a couple, more, you know, drinks and a little bit. But you know, I was chilling out, and I listened to it, and I was like, fuck, man, this. I mean, like. The beats on it, you know, like every like it's got some '80s stuff in there to me. Like I'm hearing yeah. '80s. I was stuff born in, in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and that's what and, uh, and you guys, that's what I'm saying. That's what blew my mind. I was like, I'm kind of hearing stuff before these guys were around. Yeah, that, that's that's cool as shit. Like you guys, you know, like and I think that's what's amazing about music in general yeah. is that you've you're taking something that I can, like I said, relate to, but it's new. Right. Yeah. You know, for for it's meant for young ears, not mine. Nah, it's meant for everybody. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> what? But uh, no. So I mean, this that was that's pretty much like. What are your plans? Uh, like after the record comes out, do you have anything anything going on that you um, have set up or anything you you have in your mind that you see that you want to do? Well, we are planning on um, doing like a. Um, live mini in home, like uh, a live like mini a stream concert. Yeah, like a, you, like a tiny disc. Yeah. You see how many like these like all the bands I got like during my nineties like these emo bands just, and stuff all during COVID. Them. They all did yeah. that during COVID. They yeah. they would set up their, their own little like studio room and and like all these. I old think that tiny disc is. I think that's kind of neat. Super smart. Yeah. yeah. Definitely shout out because, tiny disc because that's. Uh, I thought of that years idea. ago. I was like, what if you just like because like I do a show called Warehouse Sessions where I go to. A, a band's warehouse right. oh. and just film them live three songs and then I talk to them for a few minutes so people get to see how shitty it sounds in a warehouse right? and, and then, how how the hell do they write a song in a 10 by 10 room with 4,000 watts of guitar you know like but they do right? which is a wild thing and so that shows you the artistry of like these people are like you know, I'm going to turn my bass up louder and then like, I'm going to 11 on my guitar you know like they're trying to outdo each other in loudness and everything, but still they're able to write songs. Yeah, it's it's, right. it's it's like almost like a controlled chaos. It's a process for everything. Yeah, you know? no, no. Uh, we have a plan, so we're gonna try to execute that and go live on all social media and 
just kind of give everybody like a little mini concert where he cool. will probably it's a good idea. Uh, he'll probably perform at least Patreon two, or songs, three songs. Right? Patreon two or three of the songs that's uh, going to be on the EP and then about mid you could tease with the Patreon like an extra two for a Patreon page right. like, I gave you two for free if you want to hear two more it's going to cost you this much <laughs> hey that's a good idea Patreon I mean, a lot of bands do that because it helps build the word and the people that really like it will start paying for it right away and mm-hmm. see, that's what we're trying to like work on. We're trying to build us a little platform. Yeah. You know, working with YouTube, uh, a little bit of Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Just trying to utilize the platforms that we have. Our, yeah. Our, not the platforms, but the services we already exactly. have. Exactly. Right. And to build, you know, like our own platform. Right on. Yeah. And hopefully, people look forward to that EP when it drops in mid April. It does consist of four tracks. Yeah. Uh, two of which I've. Uh, produced a beat for myself. Okay. Um, uh, obviously, including a new single that just dropped, I did the beat for that myself. So, man, I I, I enjoyed that, man. This project was fun. It took it took some time. I bet. And, but when you want to really do something right uh, to your best, that you think you could do, yeah. And we're not just putting out anything because I think right now the, the game is flooded with a lot of uh, a lot of music that's just kind of like. It's you know it's it's it starting to sound the same. That's what you call them posers. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it sound the same. Like everybody's doing that. Everybody's talking about I the like same yeah. jury calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's kind of starting to sound the same. So it's like it's like if a football player decided to like one day after he's beaten up punk rock kids for five years, put on a leather jacket with punk rock names on it and go to a punk show and be like, yeah, dude, this is amazing. Yeah, because I yeah. see I saw that growing up. Like these people that used to kick my ass in high school because I was a weirdo as in the 90s came along they got all weird and got grunged out and got pierced and stuff I was like motherfucker you used saying, to kick man. my ass <laughs> when I looked weird yeah. you know like so it's like it's hilarious but no so if you want to go ahead and drop real quick individually all your social app stuff if you want to and let anybody else know what else you've got going on besides what you're doing now uh, for me it's Soul Beats that's S-O-U-L Beats B-E-A-T-Z-Z so don't don't spell it without the ZZ. You might not pull me up. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, on Facebook, right? Yeah, that's on Facebook. Okay. Um, um, I don't really too have too many of the other social medias as far as I go, but that's how you find me on Facebook. Okay, right on. Uh, as far as me, man, you can find me on Facebook at Jordan McCray. That's my real name. Right on. Uh, I have another page on there also by JD McCray. On Instagram, you can search me other. Uh, under Zootkid underscore JD. That's Z-O-O-T-K-I-D-D underscore JD. And for my YouTube, Zuli, Z-O-O-L-I-E. Twitter, at KiteJD, K-I-T-E underscore JD. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all, though. All right. Well, that was, I had a great time, guys. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. for doing this, man. I really, I really appreciate you reaching out, man, because it's like people don't do that, and I wish more artists would. Yeah. So they could see what I'm trying to do here and what I'm trying to accomplish, and that is to, because I'm a lover of music, you know, right. like so much, and it means so much to me, and it's so important to be able to show people that haven't heard of you or never seen you or anything else be able to hear you. 
as a person you are, you know, because you can't do anything with words, you right. know. I don't right. edit nothing. Nothing gets edited out. I keep all everything no, that's in. You know? I was going to say it on the edit it, no, even though I, I messed edit. up, slurred a couple yeah, words. Yeah, man. I do it all the time, you, you know, know like, right. you know, right. and I, yeah. you know, cuss like a sailor as well. So, I mean, that'd take me hours to go through there and try to get all that stuff out of there. Wasn't <laughs> no, raised wanna, right. Wasn't we, raised right. We want to get it to him raw and uncut. You yeah. know, we don't want to cut stuff out like no. news channels and yeah, stuff. We want to give them to them straight, yeah. direct, so they yeah. can know, like, they can take their picks and chooses. Okay, yeah. I like that or I don't like it. Yeah. But if you cut stuff, then it's kind of like taken away from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's why I, I like never, to keep everything I've never real. edited with any of my shows. And, I, and that's why I say it's because it's natural. Right. It's real. It's fluid. Not fabricated. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Zuli, Soul Beats. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it from the deepest part of my soul for you guys reaching out and doing this with me tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, it means sir. a lot. Oh, and uh, when you, that new stuff drops, send it to me. I'll push it as hard as I can. I'll shove it down people's Facebook story throats for. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, well, I'll, actually, uh, you know. if you're willing, man, when it drops, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind doing another interview. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, man, we can keep this up maybe like once a month or something. Yeah, so and it just... kind of grow with the growth. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Which you know is kind of like, almost, yeah, you'll be, you know, taking pieces and you'll be able to grow with it and have something that yeah. shows a story. Right. And then we I'm going to put it in the work, so. You know what, that's so funny, I was thinking about that before I walked up here. Oh, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, man. Just said. Like I said, it's I'm a growth just, thing, man. Right. Like, we're, trying to stay, we're trying to stay consistent with this, too. That's yeah. another thing I've been preaching. Consistency is everything. Yeah. So, I don't want to just meet you like one time and be like, nah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. go back. No, I want to keep coming because I'm. This this helps me as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not just by helping me get out. It's help. It helps me with communicating. Yeah. Being around different people that that can relate, but we may not be the same yeah. ethnic background or right. something. You Most know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sure. it's like I want to keep doing this, and it's giving me experience. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. This, I, and I hope you guys had a good experience. Right. You I know, love like, it. I mean, it, it, it was really cool that, like, again, that you guys did this and reached out to me. And, again, I'm very grateful. Yes, and sir. I'm completely down with whenever you want to hit me up. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, you know, all the big time. time. Because, like, you. it's really, this is cool because this, this is another thing that shows people. There's a 51-year-old white guy. <laughs> and two badass young black dudes. And you, we're hanging out, and we're relating, and right. we, you know, we know what's going on. I feel in the world, and we're, yeah. we, that substance and the reality of what we truly see as human beings is the most important thing. Because when human beings can truly open their eyes and see all all the pain and all the suffering, and want to not have that exist, and try to have empathy for all folks, that's one of the most important things. Is that we have to have empathy for one another and show a love of heart. And, and make sure your neighbor knows that you're there for them no matter what. Right. You know the what big I mean? thing, man, right. is, you know, you reap what you put out in this world. Yeah. So You put out bad energy. And others do too, though. Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I, I learned that in church. Others yeah. reap what you sow as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, you know for sure. So. And you don't want to, you know, mess up somebody else because of your idiot idiocracies. Right. You know, like making your mistakes and then everybody else behind you is like, what the fuck you do? Mm-hmm. You know, so, but again, appreciate you all, Soul Beats. Y'all, thank you. Sir. Y'all have a good night. Appreciate it. You guys take care. And you'll be hearing from them again soon. Y'all check out this podcast on all social medias. Uh, I really tried to do everything that comes out. I don't even know how half of them work. I just post the stuff, and then if people 
look at it. They look at it, you know. It gets some follows. No, but uh, thank you guys again so much for doing this. This is uh, really awesome. And uh, everybody out there listening, please look forward and keep an ear out for when this stuff drops. And uh, again, folks, thank you for listening. And everyone have a good night. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.